0: everyone, the following is a direct message production with your direct link to your favorite stars. Hi everyone, I'm Crystal Fambrini, and this is Rock Solid, where we explore how to be our best, most rock solid selves. I'm a young black man, doing all that I can. And this episode stay. is about how your voice matters, and it's needed right now to stop racism. Today is Sunday, May 31st, 2020. We are still in the midst of a pandemic with COVID-19. We're supposed to be practicing social distancing and George Floyd protests have erupted throughout the country. This is actually the sixth night of mass protests. George Floyd, a black man, was killed in Minneapolis on Memorial Day after being pinned to the ground by a white police officer. The white police officer kept his knee on George's throat For more than eight minutes. Bystanders captured it all on their cell phones. And in the videos, you see George Floyd pleading, I can't breathe, over and over again. His last breaths he used to call out for his mama. Mama, I'm through. Floyd's mother had passed two years prior. Now an article from The Atlantic cited a hospital nurse saying, quote, Almost everyone is calling for mommy or mama with the last breath. The video of George Floyd's death immediately went viral and the police abuse in that video enraged the world. People have taken to the streets to protest, but mixed in with the protesters here in America are looters who are taking advantage of the situation and are literally looting stores and hurting the Black Lives Matter message. Now, I am recording this from my home in Venice, California. We are currently on curfew here in Los Angeles due to the looters. I was notified by the city's emergency text alert system that we've been put on curfew. And right now, there are Black Lives Matter protesters blocks away from me in Venice. There's been nonstop sirens. Citizen journalists with cameras have been running past my home trying to capture footage. And up the street in Santa Monica, Looters have hit the Santa Monica shopping center there, a shopping mall that I was actually the spokesperson of when it first opened. And it's crazy to see videos of the looters ransacking Nordstrom and other stores. And four blocks of Santa Monica are currently on fire. Even with all of that, we must stay focused on stopping racism. We just cannot let the looters win. So I woke up this morning with a deep desire to talk about how to stop racism. And I'm not sure how to do that, but I do know that more white people get to talk to white people about it. Think about the Me Too movement. You wouldn't leave the victims of sexual abuse to fend for themselves. All walks of life have come together to help stop sexual harassment and sexual abuse. So with that in mind, why would we as white people stand aside and not speak up for the black community who is being abused by racists? I've learned a new term lately. We get to be strong allies. An ally is someone who is not a member of an underrepresented group. Clearly, I'm not black, I'm white, but who takes action to support that group, to take responsibility for making changes that will help others be successful. You assume racism is everywhere, every day. You talk with your children and other people in your circle about racism. You are not afraid to ask questions, to be honest and real, in order to better understand how to help. I'm already honestly learning so much and I hope you do too and I want to start having more of these talks and keep learning more about what I can do and how I can help and perhaps after you listen to some of this it might inspire you to have those talks as well you see I'm not gonna end racism by myself and neither are you but we can do it if we can work together something one of my friends told me who's an activist uh, she's a black activist months ago she said white people need to talk to white people about these racial injustices. And I had a huge aha moment with that. People don't call me to tell you what to read. And that really is what I woke up thinking about today. Now it's time for you to take your time to figure out how to do all it that you should have been doing. You know what I had to do? I've had to research my own history and my own background. So now it's time for you to put your energy into doing that. You know how much I know about the Holocaust? I know a whole lot about the Holocaust. And I'm proud to know all that about the Holocaust. But guess what? I want people to know about our Holocaust and how we are still in the midst of one. It's up to us to talk about it, what people are saying on social media, how they're showing up and what people aren't saying is super important. And how do we address these issues? Uh, My friend, Amy Pafrath posted this and she says it says, white privilege doesn't mean your life hasn't been hard. It means your skin tone isn't one of the things making it harder. There's plenty of other privileges, socioeconomic, male, heterosexual, gender, Christian, able-bodied but white privilege is perhaps the most enduring throughout history. Another powerful image that I saw was a woman holding up a sign saying, "I'm 66 years old. Why am I still having this conversation?" That struck home to me as well, too. The thing on social media everyone makes fun of the karens, like they say a karen is a white woman with like blonde, you know, shoulder-cropped yeah. hair who says like, "I want to speak to the manager." You know, that's like a karen who's always complaining yeah, and using I- like her white privilege. Well, I saw in the protest, these women holding signs saying, I'm a Karen. The video of the bird watcher, a dog and Amy Cooper, but Amy Cooper was in New York at the park. She had her dog off the leash and a man, ironically with the same last name as her, Christian Cooper, who's an avid bird watcher there, asked her to put her dog on a leash. She refused. Then he, you know, was going to give her, give the dog a treat. Um, mm. and she felt like that was attacking her, and so she you know, said she was gonna call the cops, and she called 911, and she kept saying, uh, an African-American is threatening me. Please call the cops. I'm gonna tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. There is a man, African-American, he is recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African-American man I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Yeah. You know, these incidences, you know, I'm not in person experiencing the blatant racism that's happening. We're seeing it on video. What'd you say, we can't do? I'm Tom Austin. I'm okay. a tenant in the building. Okay. Are you? We're, we're all tenants in this so building. Don't So we have an office here and this guy came accusing us we can't be here. What yeah. office are you in? Dad, don't, don't worry about, about that. that. We don't have I'm to tell you 911 Go ahead thanks to people being able to not be scared and to take out their phones and videotape the injustices that are happening while they're happening so people can see it. If you want change in America, go and register to vote. Press conference in Atlanta with Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom. Do it in November. That is the change we need in this country. That it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs my takeaway was like to think about this you know how can you implement the most change and this just goes to show you the power of speech and the power of cum- communication to get your points across can really touch people and change people there is racism everywhere in America uh, and I'll never forget I was in a Starbucks and there was about a line of 40 people all white people and there was a black woman who was in a uniform like she was like a UPS driver and her phone had had died, and her uh, car had broken down, and she needed to call someone to help. And she asked, and I watched her, and I wasn't thinking anything at the at the moment. And I saw her go down the line. Every single person said no. And then she reached me, reached to me, and I actually didn't have my phone on me. But I was like, you know what? I will go back to where I'm staying and get my phone and come back, just because. I was just in shock as to what was happening. So I left and got my phone and I came back 15 minutes later thinking she probably, someone probably, you know, gave her the phone to make that call. No one had. So I gave her the phone, she made the call and you know, she went on her way and I felt frozen in that moment. I wanted to scream at everyone in line. And I was like, cause I knew, I'm like, if I asked every single one of you in line and there are a lot of them were like businessmen in suits, they would have given me their phone. They probably would have bought me a cup of coffee. And I was pissed. And I was apologizing to the woman if something as simple as that or as little as that, which is not little, but how do I, you know, even navigate that in the future? Do I say to someone when they ask, you know, yeah, let her use the phone. What's the issue, sir? You know, I mean, how vocal do you get in these instances? It seems so obvious. Like, why do we have to have these types of conversations? Um, shouldn't people already be doing better? but they're not. More white people having conversations with other white people, it gets it on the forefront. When I say black people and white people, I even get a little like, is that what I should be saying? Is that what I should be writing? Should I be saying, African-Americans, Black Lives Matter is for everyone. It's not just black people protesting, it's every skin color should be out there protesting. And if there's a protest going on and you don't feel comfortable with the protest, like being there because of COVID or you're worried about your safety, then you gotta be active on social media. If If you're not active on social media, you gotta have conversations with your friends. It's just so important that we talk about this and put this at the forefront. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, this house is on fire, so we're gonna go help them. We're gonna go put out the fire. Well, what about my house? What? What about my house? Doesn't it matter? Is, is your house on fire? No, but, like, it still matters. Nobody said that it didn't. It's just that this house is on fire and people's lives are at stake if we don't do something about it. <laughs> okay, all houses matter. If you're not posting or if you're not saying something because you think that other people are doing it for you, it would be great if everyone posted something about it and addressed it. Because you might be, your post might be that one out of a hundred that someone sees who's racist. That gets them to actually stop and go, huh, all right, maybe I'll relook at this. If everyone reaches out to someone, imagine the change that we can make.